Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. And welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. It's an exciting week. We have so many crazy things happening with our show. I just can't even take it. And Seth, I have to ask you, sleeping? Sleeping, dude? Who? What? Me? Yeah, sleep? No. You forget what that is? What? Is that when you're driving? (laughs) (laughs) Wake up. What show am I on? (laughs) What are we doing? How old's the baby now? Uh, He is four weeks today. Wow. This week you have like double birthday. You have the four week and then the one month. Wow. Going quick. He's already changing, as our, our next guest will tell you. Like, just you're, you know, you yeah. have a new granddaughter. They change so fast when they're young. The first year is crazy. It's instant. It's instant. It's um, it's you, you, it's always new with the baby, right? To have a, the tiny baby's always new, even if you had kids before. But it's just you're definitely a lot calmer having when you have a few kids. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's the baby. Oh, I'm changing the baby. Oh, the baby peed on me. Okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah, well, I'm gonna wear that tomorrow. Yeah. It'll dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, totally. The he, he did get his uh. He got his uh, circumcision done, and I did learn that the pee is sterile. Baby's pee is sterile, so oh. it's okay. Okay, then. Yeah, don't worry if they pee on you. Don't have to worry about that one, then. No, he's good. He's, he's a really good baby, and uh, kids love him to death, and it's just a lot of fun. It is. It's, it's yeah. always a lot of fun when you have a baby around because they're so sweet, and they're so funny. <laughs> and as you will get to know, we have a guest that actually brought her baby in with her today. I, You know, first of all, she's a friend of ours. I So we... we I wanted to, we've had a lot of serious shows lately and said, I, I got to get something funny going. I need to laugh. So I thought, who would I call? Well, of course, I'm going to call Caitlin Brodnick. So Duh. I call her and I said to her, hey, Caitlin, bring the baby. Let's hear what kind of mother he thinks you are. <laughs> and by the look at him, look at him. He is just so adorable. He's a cutie. And so he's, you're a pretty good mommy because he looks like he's pretty happy. So today's guest is a public speaker, an author, and a comedian that fought for her life. She tested positive for the BRCA1 gene mutation and had to have a double preventative mastectomy. Author and produced six-part online documentary called Screw You Cancer, which received more than 7 million views in the first year, won a national magazine award, and won the first ever internet program Emmy Award. I'd have that, like, I'd carry that with me everywhere I went. Her she, book, she's busy carrying a baby. Yeah, I know, she's carrying the baby instead. Her book, Dangerous Boobies, Breaking Up With My Time Bomb Breasts, is amazing and helping so many women out there face a very difficult time. I can't wait to say that in the spare time, not that she has a lot, she popped out a baby and he's <laughs> adorable. Lewis is just happy and smiling and happy to be on his first show. So, with all that we have, we love Caitlin Death. Welcome, Caitlin Broadnick. Thank you. Yay. Yay. And Lewis. And, and Lewis. Lewis. 
<laughs> oh my god, he is loving this. He, he is. is just having the best time of his life. We're here, we're sweaty. We're here. <laughs> I, that's the thing no one told me about motherhood is that you will sweat more than you've ever in your entire life. Right. Like you think a workout class, like you maybe that's like a half hour, an hour tops, and then you get to shower. As a mother, you're just in a constant sweat. So it's just like, you gotta just make peace with that. I mean, there's just, there's nothing else. It's one of those things that when you're walking as a mother or even as a father and you're carrying the baby a lot, you all of a sudden say to yourself, do I stink? Yeah. And you start sniffing yourself. You do. You You know what? You do. It's okay. Summer baby. (laughs) Yes. Summer baby. You have a baby in the summer, it's like, No, well, he was born... January twenty oh, no, second. But you have him here. Right oh, I now. have him in. Yes, I have him you're in my. Carrying life. around with you. You're not. You don't have a stroller. You're no. carrying him. So you're just begging to sweat. You, you know, I am. It's a good. It's I'm a gross. Good. I'm here. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm gross. I'm glad it's a podcast. There's no visual. Oh my gosh, you look gorgeous. So tell <laughs> us you. about it. What? Was oh. it? Has it been fun? It's been. Gr- I mean, I wanted to be a mom since I knew that I could. Like until since I like was really little. I just was like, I want one of those. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good job. Was she yeah. right? She said right? she'd done the truth. I always wanted it. And, like, my husband's really good at pacing us. Like, he'll be like, he took his time to ask me to marry him, which I was very resentful for until it happened. <laughs> and he took his time to have a baby. And I was like, I could kill you. But, like, I need to keep you alive to have a baby with you. So, finally, like, it all worked out because it's always, like, really great timing. And I'm, like, a rusher. I want to do everything tonight, right. basically. And so he came into our lives. And... I wasn't really, we were like planning and then I was like, you know what, we got to stop. Career stuff's getting too good. Things are too great. And I'm really glad that I had no control over that because he was already ready to go, right? You're oh my here. gosh. And he's just the happiest baby. Like I, I definitely suffered from postpartum depression and had oh. some struggles, but you look at this kid and you're like, oh, it's okay. Like he, he's like been incredible oh my god Caitlin, hit best. on that because so many women Ugh. it's so funny you say this too because i was just talking to seth about this before you came in mm-hmm. so many women have it it doesn't matter if it's your 10th baby your first baby right you need to kind of watch your friend or watch your sister mm-hmm. or watch your your spouse for that kind of thing it's true and like so basically i talked to my doctors about it and there's this huge um you know uh, opinion or cloud or like um what is it uh I can't think of the word because my brain's broken. But it basically this, like, attitude towards postpartum right. depression where they think you're, like, one of those women who's going to drive into a car, uh, drive her car into the ocean with her kids or she's going to – it's psychosis and psychotic. Well, really what it is is um, it's – they will qualify you as if you have depression, if you have psychosis, if you have bipolar. And then on top of that, they put postpartum because it's within the first year in the year of – a baby was born. So let's say you, uh, you've always been bipolar and they just discovered you're bipolar. It's postpartum bipolar because it's in that first year. And I think that's a tool for them to realize this, this is all changing within this year of this baby being born. Because as we all know, like the baby is so amazing and, and it's born. And then a, I feel like a lot of things that you're sort of predisposed to, things that you might have on the edge of, you might have a little depression. It like, everything just sort of comes out. Like I, um, I've had friends, too, that, like, they were not really allergic to something and then became fully allergic after they gave birth. Like, something clicks and your body just goes, like, we're all this or all that all of a sudden. And so I had depression and it was categorized as postpartum, um, which was, you know, you don't want that. You don't – everybody says, how are you? How is it? And you – I love him. So I'm like, oh, he's amazing, but I'm crying a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy. (laughs) I don't want to get out of bed. Like, he and I are both sleeping as many hours as possible. Like, (laughs) and then, and it's good. I mean, it's just good to, I think I was really embarrassed because I think when you talk about it, you don't want anyone to think you're doing a bad job as a mother. Like, you don't want to say, like, I'm post, 
I'm depressed because you don't want their first thought to be like, you're not taking care of your kid well. Like I was putting, they were saying like I wasn't like psychotic or had psychosis because I was putting his needs first. I was taking care of ourselves. I just was sleeping all day, couldn't get myself to leave the house, pretty sad, you know, like about myself and like situational things like that. But with him, I'm having a great time. We're laughing. I'm making sure his life's good. So I was sort of tentative at first to say that because I know like all the stereotypes that come with it. Uh, you're so right. And I'm so grateful that you're here today to talk <laughs> about this because you're you're a public figure. People know you. You've written books. You, you know, you've been on tele- you're You're huge. And let me tell you something. The Thank stigma you. of having postpartum is just devastating when it you're is. a woman. It devastating Because really you don't want people to think, oh, I don't love my baby. Right. That's the whole gig because people make it out like you're having some psychotic breakdown. But the reality is it's all hormonal. And, Caitlin, you just said something I didn't even know. And I've had a million trillion kids. It's a year long? Yes. It's that first year that they diagnose. So that first year is when they decide if you are postpartum. So let's say the baby's two or three and you just started getting depressed. They'd be like, oh, you have depression. They would call it that. But if it was in the first year, they call it postpartum. Wow. And there isn't really – my doctor told me there isn't really, like, a insurance code or, like, really a, a coding with you describe it um, medically of a postpartum depression. It's just the same code, like, if you bill it to the insurance of depression and you just clarify – She's had a baby within this year. Okay, wow. Isn't that nuts? So what do they do? What do they do for you? So um, I was on Zoloft during my pregnancy because I've had depression my whole life. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get it when he's born. And the Zoloft stopped working. And that made me more tired and gain a lot of weight. And it wasn't until I heard another podcast where this really great comedian, Casey Wilson, was talking about her reaction to Zoloft. And I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly my reaction. And, like, I burst into tears right away because, I like, her story was my story. And then I just had to become more ferocious with my doctors. I had a lot of doctors, my psychiatrist. <coughs> What do you think? A lot of people telling me, like, oh, you're fine. It's just hard to be a mom. And when I heard other women's experiences, I was like, no, 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 no. This is, it's more. Yeah. And so I, like, in, like, a week, I saw, like, maybe, like, seven doctors. I just saw so many doctors. And I was like, we're taking care of this shit. Yeah. Like, he's going to, I'm going to make sure he's incredibly happy. Because one of us has to be happy in this house. (laughs) It sounds like you're you're there for each other, though. It sounds like, you know. You you are obviously loving him and taking care of him, and at the same time he is he's giving you that joy and love for sure. That's helping you get through this hard time. Mm-hmm. Is that this oh, one? hundred percent. I could cry. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he's doing. He doesn't even know he's doing so much. Oh yeah, right. And what about your husband? Like, did you go to your husband and say, "Honey, I'm not." You know why? Because as a mother and as a wife, a, a long time ago, but as a mother, you don't want to go to your husband and say. I don't mm. know what's going on. You get well, you scared don't of that, scare too. Them. Yes. And so so I had sort of an, um, a rushed, not emergency, bad emergency, but sort of an, an intense cesarean. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat that microphone. Yeah. I don't care what you say. <laughs> oh, what else? He's got things to say. He was there. He didn't like it. <laughs> Okay. Oh, he's telling yeah. you right now how yeah. bad that was. The cord was around his neck, so it was sort of like that. Oh. We got to get him out. He's not. His heart rate was plummeting. So I think at first we all thought that it was just like being <laughs> – he's yawning because he's bored. Um, we all thought that just being a mom was hard. And it wasn't until we started realizing that, like, I was sleeping more – like, he was amazing. He was doing all these night shifts and letting me sleep. And so I would sleep 10 hours and then still need to take – 
multiple naps throughout the day because okay. I felt so exhausted. And that was definitely the Zoloft. That was definitely like being misprescribed. And I, so I heard this podcast and I think my husband's goal usually is to like calm me down and let me know like it's going to be okay. And he's just very loving. But I had him listen to this podcast. And I was like, you've got to hear this woman. Like she's <coughs> saying the exact same thing I'm going through. And he like cracked up because he's like, she's identical. It's exactly what you're feeling. And so he was on board and we just like went to town. He just would be babies. Seth, he says, do not touch me. <laughs> <laughs> We would, he, he babysat, he watched him, we worked everything out. He got that great, like, um, family leave that New York State gives. So he oh. was home a lot for the first eight weeks. That's great. It was great. So it was actually, re- I mean, everything went really well. It just, and that's what was really frustrating about feeling depressed, because I was like, things are great. I have a healthy baby, my husband's helping, we're doing great, my parents are visiting, like, I have great friends, but I couldn't get out of bed. So I was like, that's... That's when we realized it wasn't just exhaustion from cesarean, exhaustion from birth, exhaustion from healing or having a new baby. It was something more. Right, right, right. So, and so at, what was their course of action then? So basically I went to a new doctor and she was so lovely. She sat down with me and she's like, I was totally nervous. I was like, I'm sure. And even saying I had postpartum, I was so scared. And she's like, no, you don't have psychosis. You're not like what the, like what everybody thinks when they walk in, they're so afraid of. She's like, you're not psychotic. You're just depressed, simply depressed. And so that was sort of a relief to know it wasn't something deeper or scarier. And then um, she started to dwindle off my Zoloft and started me on a new med and it really started working. And awesome. she's like, let's give you all the, ma-. like, she's like, let's up your dose. Let's just, she just was, she was all business. She's like, we're going to take care of this. She's a mom. And Aww. it was just lovely. It was just lovely. And I'm actually at a center. There's a couple centers in New York City that specialize in new mothers and mothers. And I believe pregnant women as well, like their depression and moods. There's like a Manhattan Mother Center. There's Cellini Institute. There's all these great institutes that are created to just just help moms for that reason um and so i'm doing that i'm just i'm just getting that it all that is awesome i'm so <laughs> getting well, all the help you know what when you get a chance and i know you're super busy but whenever you get a chance like email them to me i'd like I to will. put them on my site for a resource for yes. women that need that resource and so Cellini institute is where i'm going right now and i'm obsessed with them they're they're so lovely and they have a mommy and me class oh and you can bring your baby to the doctor's appointment and they'll have a little bouncy seat for him so i can talk to her and he's occupied it's oh that so is nice. so cool it's so nice that's very so so how many shirts was spit up on you remember when your friends had a baby and they have to throw up on their shoulder and you'd be like oh dude you got like stuff on your shoulder and you'd be so grossed out well then, i was coming in today and i was like i am dressed up and what i'm wearing is my nice yoga pants and my <laughs> nice t-shirt i mean i i look like any old schlub, but these are like new yoga pants. They're still yoga pants. There's still vomit on my shirt, but it's like a shirt that maybe was like $2 more than a regular shirt. Like I was really proud. And then I was like, girl, you're a mess. <laughs> just admit it. I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's not coming out just yet. Oh so what mess. was the real learning lesson about having a baby? You had uh, to have some, some crazy, crazy experiences. He is such a sweet actor. Look at him delight. jumping up and down. I know. I just look at him and I'm like, that's cool. Like he's so happy. I'm like, well, that's neat. I want to, I want to drink your Kool Aid. Like I want whatever you're serving. And like, I think <laughs> the best part, I got this during um, 
actually my pregnancy was that like you're not really involved that much like the baby is going to grow and heal and learn and you're there to help them but their body does it all naturally like his body the cells are like rejuvenating so fast and he gets a little cut and it heals right away and he is doing it all like uh, luckily I I think I'm a good mom but I could be a crap mom and this kid would still be thriving (laughs) (laughs) just because his body his brain is just growing and learning and it's so it's so exciting that you are very important as a parent but also like this kid is doing his own thing you know you're it's it's so funny because I think of the fact that you have this tiny little being and he is making my husband and I like kind of go crazy. Like we're not sleeping. We, we're neurotic. We want to make sure that there's food. We want to make sure that there's bottles and everything. And I'm like, you're just a tiny little <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and you're just like a tiny little couple pounds and he just runs your life. He runs your life. Which I love. It's yeah. just fun. It's, it's you're like you're blessed and obsessed when you have kids. Totally. And you just, you become so obsessed about, Seth was saying about having his fourth and how the kids love him. I remember my first one, I'd be like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> right. Where'd he yes. go? Totally He's like fine. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. yeah, okay, play in the dirt. Get it. Go, go, go after it. No, right now we just have to watch the three-year-old. Like, that's what oh, I he's cold in the cover of baby's head. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the thing, too, is you're, like, running defense with the second kid. And also, you, you with the first one, you have this luxury. I was thinking of that, actually, today, that if we don't want him to do something, we can move him around and we can try to avoid germs. I'm like, if we have a second, that kid's just going to shove, you know, his own popsicle in the baby's mouth before we're ready for food. <laughs> Before we're ready for solids, there's going to be a popsicle in this one. So it's sort of funny that it. I love this, like, it's a happy, blissful chaos. Yes. Like, there's, you know, you're exhausted. It's so crazy. But it is just lovely and chaotic. And he was born this January when doctors were like, the flu was so bad. Oh, yeah. They told us not to leave our homes. That's healthy scary. people were dying. Very healthy, like, young people were dying. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to a bunch of moms who had babies at the same time, and we became a little bit more neurotic. <laughs> like, it's one thing to have a newborn. And then when doctors are like, you can't leave your house, we're like, okay. <laughs> I never will. I don't know. What, until he's five? Like, you tell me when, because I'm not going to let this kid near anything. <laughs> My son was born June 20th, and it was like 100 degrees every day for two weeks. For sure. So we, did, we didn't leave the house. Yeah. Why leave? Yeah. Well, Why leave? I'll put the kid out there and I know, I know. It's crazy. And that's important, right, to have mothers groups? Yes. How important? Well, talk about that because I was in other countries by myself with my kids. You're amazing. So I had, like, nobody. You're a tough mother. You're tough. um, Tell me, talk to these women. Like, tell them how important it really is to get involved in these mothers groups. Well, and what's so crazy is you, you know, when you greet people on the street, a friend, you say, hi, how are you doing, whatever, and you pass. When I meet a mother on the street and a mom, she goes, how are you doing? And it's this... (laughs) It makes me cry every time. And I'm like, do you really want to know? And they're like, I do. Like, right. how are you really doing? And they look you, their eyes, like, hit your soul. And I can't help but get, like, so emotional because there's nothing like, it's just this beautiful connection. It, it is it's so really crazy. Lucky. It is yeah. very lucky. And, you know, the opening line always is, whether whether I'm carrying a baby or I see a woman with a baby, is, how old's your baby? Mm-hmm. Instantly, they want to tell you. They oh, want to be your friend. Yes. They want to talk. His allergy, what his new tooth is doing, like everything. <laughs> the other thing with mom's groups is fun because there are some cuckoo people out there. So you can kind of gauge. Like, I came home and be like, honey, I'm not as nuts as this one mom. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm on lots of meds right now, but she is kind of a crazy. And so that's fun. You love to make fun of other crazy people. <laughs> uh, and then I'm they get a little older, the, the, the comparisons <laughs> happen, right? So my son's counting numbers or something. At the yeah. Pool, like, well, my son doesn't do that yet. It's like, 
Your son's fine. He, yeah. He, yes. he knows all the dinosaurs. My kid doesn't know the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I know. Relax. <laughs> He's a savant on like cubes. <laughs> and my kid's just pooping. It's just like, it's fine. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Oh, my son's in the 96th percentile. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, of Stop. what? Yeah. Right. The, of an annoying mother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love moms. I love them. They're all crazy. It's and so Do you fun. have a group like online that you... So there is, there's this like amazing Facebook group in where I live in Astoria, Queens. Oh. Oh, <laughs> he loves you, Seth. He thinks you're his brother. Yeah, he's into this. Oh, tough brother. Yeah, tough brother. Yes, there's Seth. He, there are great mom groups, and there are great things where you can just like put up a bunch of questions like, what do I do if I want to introduce foods? Like, what, what do you do for allergies? I heard on this group, this mom was so smart. She said she gave her kid peanut butter on the way to the um, pediatrician. She's like, her appointment's on Monday. Monday on the way, she goes, because she's like, they'll have the EpiPen. They'll handle it. She's like, if I'm in a test, if my kid has an allergy, we're going to go to the doctor. Right, I was like, that's right. so smart. Right, right. He just reminded me of a story Chuck Nice told me about his son was four and said, I'm allergic to peanut butter. He's like, no, you're not. And <laughs> did a, he gave his kid peanut butter. He had to take him to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's terrible. Have you ever had it funny. before? He did. The kid? It's, it's funny. The kid just, just he self-diagnosed. I like love his kid's this like kid. a genius, right? He just knew that he was allergic to peanut butter. Oh my oh gosh, my that's and so funny! Chuck's like, it's impossible. You don't, you don't know that you're allergic to peanut butter, and then sure enough, he was. Lewis, oh you have to my do that, okay? gosh! Okay, that's the <laughs> <a> new level. <coughs> oh, oh, peanut butter! <laughs> I don't want peanut butter. Well, I did get a little cuckoo because Uh-oh. I can't breastfeed. So because I had a, the mastectomy, and they remove everything inside, so they remove the fat cells, the milk glands, the, all the good stuff, which is great because that is pre that stuff is more likely to become cancerous. So I'm like, take it. I don't want deal with it but as far as breastfeeding i felt this incredible sense of guilt that i'm not going to breastfeed right he's not going to get the perfect quote-unquote f- whatever um and so i'm getting my formula sent for me from my good friend in holland it's dutch baby formula i've translated it on google translate and i'm giving this kid the creme de la creme de la dutch cows and oh he's my gosh, that's amazing. Look at him, too. I want some of that. It's so good, For myself. I, don't, yeah. I, don't I mean, these cows are doing yoga. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> They're on all kinds of great shit. And it apparently is, like, the best milk in the world. So we pay a ton of money, and that's where our money goes. Like, we're not uh, – that's where it goes. Diapers? Oh, my yeah. God. Newborn diapers? Yeah. <sighs> Killing me. I yeah. know. Those cows, they own, like, their moves, like, like moo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moo, <laughs> moo, <laughs> moo. He loves it. And so that's where our thing goes. And – and then I started talking about more and more people, and it turns out more and more women are knowing about this formula, and their doctors are recommending it. So mm. I was made fun of for a while, but now we're right. No, you're, you like, you're like Jesus and Buddha. Like you set the trend. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Just like Jesus and Buddha, just like them. <laughs> <laughs> just like them, Dan. Just like them. So what, what, what about your husband? How's it been going with him? Like He's great. I mean, it's so funny. Like, today we had an argument that I would have, like, I was so livid, and it was about... Should we put sunblock on the baby now or in five minutes? <laughs> and I was like, he needs a sunblock now, goddammit. Like, he needs it now. Like, I can't handle it. And my husband's like, in five minutes, we can do it. And I was like, we're not doing it in five minutes. We're doing it right now. And I was, Lou was there for it. And I don't want sunblock. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, but we need it because we're going in the sun and he's ultra fair. I mean, the kid's like see-through. He's so pale. <laughs> you can like see his stomach digesting the food because it's like, there's nothing there. Um, It's clear. <laughs> he is so adorable. Are you making everybody laugh? He's a good You've boy. You've got to be funny, okay, Lou? That's the requirement. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, what is, what is the pressure? So much on this pressure. Child? I mean, so much pressure. I just, every day and night, I like, you know, well, we won't love you <laughs> unless you're funny. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> He's real personality. Real too. personality. He started saying hi. <laughs> at, at three months, he started saying hi. He would go like hi, hi, and then he stopped. Oh. <laughs> so I hopefully he has some words, but now it's a lot of googie oh. and oh. screamy and chatty. Does your husband ever say, "I hope he gets to be"? I hope he's going to be this, or I hope he's going to be that. Well, we just want him to be like a good, like human being. S- yes, and like an ally. And like the world right now is, you know, not my favorite. And this kid is like whiter than the whitest whitest. And we're like, okay, if you're going to be the whitest man in the world, you gotta be. You gotta be kind. You gotta be compassionate you got to be an example and loving and we Mm. just you have to include every you know just like you have it's weird to say but you there's a lot of bad people right now in the world and a lot of bad people look like this little baby's gonna look and so we're like you can't ever be like in polo preppy clothes because we don't want you to look like a young tiny uh, (laughs) a young tiny psycho um but i was like you know we have to make sure that he's a good, loving person. And he, you know, if he sees kids getting made fun of or teased, like, you know, to be, to stand out there. And if he doesn't look like those kids, still be a supporting, loving, you know, Human friend. Being. Yes. That and was my biggest thing to my kids. Yeah. That, if nothing else in this world you become, become kind. Yes. Be and kind. And that's it. And just be kind and be, you know, I think that's a big thing with like kids bullying is that like you see other kids see a kid being bullied and they're kind of scared as well. And they're like, oh, the bully's going to turn it on me. And you sort of don't do anything. And I really want to encourage our son to be like, you know what, if someone is in pain and you see it's like unjust and it's bad, you go in there and you help them or you get the teacher or you, if they're falling down, they're in physical pain, you find a way to get the nurse. Like we want you to be a giver and an aid, you know, an right. aid to other humans. Is that why he has his baby nunchucks with him? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he does. He has a baby black belt. He also um, <laughs> has it all. A sumo belt. Um, yeah, so we're just, we, that's really all we care about. But then you see something and he'll do something and we're like, oh my God, he's going to be a dancer. Like, there's, a, <laughs> there's, always, there's always something. Like, he likes singing. He's going to be in a musical theater. Genius. Like, <laughs> you just, you have no idea. And when I was little, I wanted to be an actor from the get-go, but my husband wanted to be a baseball player. My brother wanted to be a motocross cross racer. <laughs> my sister, I don't know what she wanted. She was just wanted to be I oh no she wanted to be Carrie Strug oh. she was really into Carrie Strug when she won the gold after she like broke her ankle and it was that huge thing I can't remember like 90 something and so I'm just like he's what he will want will change a million times right. but I just want him to have the sense of that he can try things that exploring sense and like um I think it happens a lot in life where you go like um, people want to categorize you because it's, it's more simple in their brains. If you're a complex person, it's too much for them to handle. Right. So they'll go like, oh, well, you're a jock. And that's it. Right. And I you to be defined by what you like, right? Yeah, you got to. Like, it's, it, other people are like, oh, that makes sense to me. I feel more comfortable labeling you. Ugh. I know. And so my a pediatrician said to my mom, if your kid is really good at math, give them a language class. Like, do something different. Like, if... A lot of times parents also want or get really excited if their kid's excelling in something. And they're like, oh, this is his thing. But if that's his thing right now, <laughs> um, try at, encourage the other sides of them. Right. Um, right. For the same reason. So Gives them time know. to develop mentally on both sides of the yeah. brain. My actually. five-year-old said he wants to be a crossing guard when he grows up. Well, my yes. Old- what a helpful little guy. Right? Uh, One of my sons wanted to be a mailman for years. (laughs) My sister wanted to be a a crossing guard, and she wanted to work as a vet. And my uncle said, you could work at a cow crossing. (laughs) 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 Still the best joke of her life. Um, And, yeah, so there's just so many – 
it's just so fun, and they basically get to do whatever the hell they want, and there's no... I don't know. I mean, I guess in, in my heart of hearts, I, like, would love if he was really good at something, and then luckily he could get a scholarship, and then we could pay for free for college. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's yes. where it goes in my brain. It's like, I don't know how we're going to pay for college, but I'm not going to push him and right. demand he plays piano. No. Yes, you will. Because we don't have you a should. piano. <laughs> Look at Seth. Take him, take him like, to some place that has a piano and just put him down there. That's what we're doing. A 10 year old playing cello. You're not stopping yes. the cello. Keep playing cello. Oh, God, if he's anything like me, I change my mind all the time. I was like, well, I always wanted to be a performer, but I was like, I am a ballerina, guys. Get used to it. And, and, then, and then I was a jazz dancer. Then I was a tap dancer. I never took a tap dance class in my life, oh but my that was what God. I was going to be. Like, I, I kept, I had all these really exciting things that I was always ready to do. Oh, he's chewing on oh, my Oh, he hand. really totally is getting wow. tea. What about um, your career? Like, what do you what do you see happening now with your career? So it's definitely it's a challenge because like my body looks a little different, and so as an actor, you your body is what it, it is very much like a it's like it's I very much that a product. Stigmatism is over. I thought it, that that label was almost on its way out. I think the label's almost done, but there is something about you go in for auditions and usually you play like this type of person and then if you look slightly different casting directors will be like oh i'd like to see you as this other type of person which is fine but it's a little hard because i it's sort of temporary so you can't also say to casting directors oh great i'm this type now don't worry i don't want to be this type. i'm not feeling comfortable in my body i'd like to go back to how i looked before so for me it's a little bit it's probably just all mental um i'm still auditioning i'm still writing i'm working on a movie now i'm so yeah. It's wow. crazy. We're doing Dangerous Movies, the movie. Oh, can I be in it? I'll just give <laughs> up a walkthrough or a big part. I just well, want to be in it. I don't even think I'm going to be in it. Honestly, I was, I was talking to my friend. It's a no, Karen. It's <laughs> yeah, a no, Karen. hard no. Karen? Yeah. No, we need, we need it all. And so I was talking to my friend. She's Hold like, you know, you're not famous enough. <laughs> They're going to need to get somebody famous to get the movie and I'll be like the lunch lady. Okay. And so I'm going to write a really, really funny lunch lady part. Right, right, right. <laughs> She's exactly. going to crush it. You want fries with that? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. bitch. And it's like, it comes out of nowhere and then it just cuts. The scene cuts and they're like, that is that needed? Yes, it's really needed. <laughs> that is amazing. Have you done any stand-up since? Um, I did a tiny bit of stand-up and just was, it was so fun. But I immediately I said like, this is my first stand-up since having a baby, so you got to be nice. <laughs> and then like, I think that you just, it's fun to kind of like throw that out there. And people are just funny. I just met with a really great friend of mine, um, my friend Drew, who's a fabulous comic, and he was like, you, he was telling me, he was like, you just, if you want to do it, you just have to, have to make that time. And so that'll be like, you know, because comics do everything at night, and so my husband will have to be with him on his day off, and I'll have to go and run into the city, and you just have to plan it. I right, think that's, right. I think when you're a new mom, you plan so much of the baby's life. Right. We're sleep training, we're feeding, all these things, so you sort of forget, like, I also have to plan my career and what I want to do. Right, you'll have to do once a month. Like, you'll have to figure yeah. out, this is, I'm going to do this once a month. And yeah. Just so you have a piece of yourself still. Right, right. Because it's easy to lose yourself when you have children. Right, and he's fun. I'm also, like, kind of willing to give it all in the way. Yeah. In the, in the yeah. moment, I'm just like, who cares? And then I'll lie in bed and be like, oh, I really I really want to get back out there. This, right. is, this is my juice. This is what feels good. Right. But um, at the end of the day, when I'm sitting down watching gardening shows because I'm exhausted, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel very creative, but I'll get there. You know, I'll get there. Absolutely. I'm so happy you came. Thank I'm you so, so much for having me. Lewis, we are so happy to meet Thank you. You're such a good you. boy. He's getting teeth like you oh, can't yeah. believe. Can we have a few more minutes to hang out with us? Of you want to hang out? Forever. Oh, good, because I want to hold him. So. Okay. No, no, no. 
<laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go into head, headlines and headaches let's real do quick. It. Okay. Let's do. You do headline. You do headlines and headaches, and I'll hold them She'll for hold just the a little tiny. Oh, did you wash your hands? I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's not you fine. Know, you are a bad mom. I know. I'm horrible. Oh. I do. Right, I'm going to start with this. Can I go okay. this? It's now time for Headlines and Headaches. Do it, do it, do it. Brought to you by One Tough Mother. You got it. You want to say hi? All right. Ousted Papa John's founder fires back. Does he really have a leg to stand on? Yes, he does. Does he? Yeah, I think he does, from what I've read. Papa John's board has begun to cut ties with founder John Schnatter after he reportedly used a racial slur during a media training session. Schnatter resigned from his position as chairman of the company this month, a move he now says was a mistake. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal reports. Schneider claims that the board did not conduct an investigation before asking him to resign. The board of the pizza chain has already kicked Schneider out of the company's headquarters and said it will remove him from marketing materials. Schneider still serves as board member at Papa John's and as of March holds 29% of the company's shares. All right, what's your problem, Karen? (laughs) Well, you know, I read a couple of different things on it, and here's what I heard. He made some kind of comment, but he didn't make it viciously or maliciously but he made a comment mm. that was a historic in some kind of historical um Still, reference okay the public company you can't do that you just can't yeah but they didn't when you're the yeah. face of the no, company no, no. i'm not saying what he said was right i know i'm saying I know what you you're have saying. to hear both sides of the story but you got to know better when you're in a position like that yeah. you know you have to know better lewis is looking at you like right Shut up. yeah no lewis right, agrees lewis, yeah. yeah because it's also think? like are you when somebody throws out that word and they're a white man. It's like you're not Quentin Tarantino. Whoa, 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 you can't wait, say it. wait. He didn't throw out the word, did he? He didn't. He said the N word. Oh, I didn't know the part to a that bunch he of people. It. Right. So it's like if you're if you toss that out there, it's a little too eager. It's All just right. like you could say N- you could just say N word. Oh yeah, you could say there's some terrible words. I don't need to discuss them right now. I I, I will never say that word. It's not allowed in our house. But could you refer to it as the N word? I okay. could say the N word, and it's like it, That's exactly it makes me what feel I sick. He said. No. The N word. No, no, he said, he said the actual it out word. loud, oh. and it's like that's a little gross. Yeah. It's just a little gross. That's when you're the face of the company, come on, that is taking it too far. You know and also, who do you think you are that you get to say like that? Oh, that's you're not Quentin Tarantino. You're not allowed to say it. I mean. Shut up, Quentin Tarantino. I don't care about him. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, no. A little too gross. A little too gross. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I know. I'm saying him, Papa yeah. J. When, you're, when you're, fa- you're the face of a company, you just can't do that. Well, the fact that he was, like you said, he was so eager to say it, I thought yeah. he said the N word. He, no. he said it like that. No, he actually said the word. No, he then, said the full word. Then, then he has no leg to stand yeah. on. He has no. nothing to stand on. All right, bye-bye, Papa John. <laughs> bye-bye, Papa. You know who's really pissed? Peyton Manning, because he bought into that company. Yes, he did. And he's like, Domino's, hi, can I trade in my <laughs> stores? All right, uh, Jeff Bezos is the richest man in modern history. Amazon's chief and founder became the richest person in modern history Monday when his net worth topped $150 billion, or $149,990,000 uh, more than me. Okay. <laughs> That's because uh, the $100 billion mark that Bill Gates hit briefly in 1999, the height of the dot-com boom, would be worth $149 billion today, Bloomberg said. Bezos' worth, net worth is the most since at least 1982 when Forbes first published its wealth ranking. Unbelievable. I, I don't imagine anyone before 1982 was worth $100 billion. You know what? Can I just say this? Why isn't he doing like something for health care? Actually, they, we, we reported on that a long time ago. They tried yeah. to buy a pharmacy, a pharmaceutical um, license that's I think, what to I be mean. able to sell medications. Yes. Uh, that's that's wrong. I don't know. I thought, it's so weird. Who's going to work with um, Buffett? I thought they were working together. They were working together to bring healthcare 
to universal health care. Right. Yeah. But I wanted him to do something like with, you know, sell some kind of drugs and stuff. These people can older people cannot afford for sure medication for sure. Like we you go to Amazon for everything. We, we don't know so. if he is or not. No, I know. I'm just hoping that it, that does. Well, he happen. listens. So maybe he'll yeah. know, get back to us. Get him as a guest. He's got plenty of money. He's got time. I think oh, November, right. I, I think forgot about that. You're I think right. he's booked in November. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I'll book him okay. in November. Okay. Yeah. Amazon not ready for prime time. Oh, they had a big glitch there. The start of Amazon's prime day was plagued by problems as customers struggled to access the retailer's website, which is weird. Hmm. I use the app. Uh, for oh. some people, the site's homepage was inaccessible. The landing page also appeared odd or clunky for others. The event is one of the biggest sales days for the retail giant, according to Business Insider. One estimate says Amazon earns about $1 million per minute during peak Prime Day hours. You know what the glitch was is that he announced he was the richest man. <laughs> and then at Prime Day, and it's like, yeah, gotta, you yeah, gotta exactly. wait. Give us a couple of weeks. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, he was hacked, I bet, right? They said there was no hacking, but I bet somebody hacked into Amazon. You gotta. Putin. <laughs> yeah. Putin. Putin. Yeah, because you know what? He didn't want Trump to come over. He wanted to order stuff to stop Trump. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, uh, you know, we're not going to shed any tears with Amazon. They'll, they'll, no, be, they'll be fine. fine. I used it. I went to Whole Foods and I got $10 off. And I, you know, it's great. You know, I was at Whole Foods and I, I saw some drink I want to get, like some powder drink. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, on sale for $42. I scanned it with my Amazon app. And it's like, oh, no, it's 34 But oh it's on gosh. sale Prime Day for 21 It's like, oh, I'll just have it sent to my house instead. Wow. Yeah, wow. So I'm going to give nothing but love for the Amazon. Nothing but love. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about more some Forbes. Let's talk about more people have more money than we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, Floyd the Mayweather, whole world. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, George Clooney, and Kylie Jenner, top 2018 Forbes list of the highest, 100 highest paid celebrities. Those on this year's list earned more than $6 billion combined during the past 12 months. The number of stars earning more than $100 million also jumped compared to last year's list. Other uh, top earning celebrities, uh, Judy Scheinlin. Who is that? I don't even know who that is. Judge yep. Judy. Oh, it's Judge oh. Judy. Oh. Yeah, Judy Scheinlin. Good right. for her. Bruno She's Mars. worth a bazillion dollars. Sofia <laughs> Vergara. How are those commercials paying off? Would she buy into yeah. a business or something? Oh, you know what? I don't know what she does. Does she make clothes? I think she makes clothes. I think oh. she has like a line. Okay. okay Bruno Mars, though, I got to tell you. One of the best concerts I've ever seen. Bruno Mars? He's yep. an entertainer. He's amazing. He's great. And that's what you great. want. Like when you pay for a show, you, a, you want show. to see singing and dancing. It. I don't care if, how modern you think you are. We all want the old fashioned singing and dancing. It's just like it's fun and it feels exciting and you're a part of it. It gives I mean, off a great vibe. When you're in a concert and that vibe is everybody's singing and dancing, it's amazing. It's he's super talent. I got to tell you, I was like, I've seen a lot of concerts. I worked in the music business, but he's got to be one of the tops yeah, I've ever seen. For sure. Yeah, and that's it for headlines and headaches. Whoa. Whoa. Do we have time for emails? We do. Super. Do I'm, it. I'm going to jump into it. <laughs> Caitlin, you're going to help us out here, okay? okay? Dear oneself mother, how do you feel about a 15-year-old young lady wearing an undeniably revealing white bathing suit that is somewhat transparent and the mother or grandmother saying nothing about it? We live in a beautiful gated community on a golf course. My neighbors have a lovely in-ground pool of their children, and now their children's children enjoy every summer. The neighbor's grandchildren range from age 2 to 15, and it is the 15-year-old suit I find offensive. Lillian is growing into a beautiful young woman. She is maturing and has a lovely personality, but that bathing suit is appalling. The suit seriously leaves nothing to your imagination. Nothing. How is it that her mother, a wonderful mother, and her grandmother, my friend, doesn't see how revealing her suit is once it is wet? Everyone in the area sees it, uh, except them. Knowing both my friend and her daughter for years, I'm thoroughly surprised. Shouldn't mothers be monitoring what their young daughters wear? Caitlin, why don't you give a stab at this one first? Well, 
really think it's none of her business. <laughs> I really, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. Way. I mean, there's like, there's porn. She's not watching porn right now. Like, uh, she's writing this email. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's images everywhere. Like, you don't have to look or stare or be a part of it. And whatever this girl is doing, you don't know what goes behind. You don't know if she's having a lot of issues with her weight. You don't know if she's bulimic and anorexic and her parents are just happy she's leaving the house and she's in a bathing suit. I mean, women are so complex. So don't you stick your finger and point it at somebody else. Like, And, and also, it's her family. Let her handle it. You could say to the mom, like, oh, I saw a little bit. Like, do you, you could say kindly, like, ooh, like, does she know this? Or, but maybe she doesn't. I mean, I've worn something revealing accidentally, had no idea. And I'm sure somebody looked sure at me. Did. Yeah, no, I didn't. That's the thing. And, <laughs> yeah. and I think, no, a lot of men actually, my husband and his friends think a lot of times they'll go, like, oh, she did it on purpose. And I'm like, no, I had no idea. So you got to just let let the kid, if she's in a gated community with her family. And and it's their pool. It's not even yeah, the, it's their it's pool. Not the community pool. Move it's on. their pool. Why are you looking at their pool? Complain about something else. I agree because you know what? I thought about that. I thought about this letter for a while because I'm thinking, okay, our neighbors have a pool and they have their great grandkids over a lot and their kids over a lot. And I was thinking to myself, what would I would I say something? No, I don't think so because it's like you said, hey, it's none of your business. It's not your pool. And who are you to judge? Yeah, who cares? And also, if this kid is 15 and, like, what, she's like, you might somehow see a shadow of an areola. If she's with her grandmother, let her be. You right, know, like, she's right. with her family pool. Like, that's the safest place for her, actually. And, like, it's it's none of your business. Right. I agree. A thousand percent. Yeah. I agree, too. I concur, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's her. Their pool. It's like it's private yeah. property. Like, why are you looking at your yard, neighbor's yard? Right, right. Keep going. Yeah. Complain about something else. All right, this is a great. <laughs> this is a great question right here. <laughs> That's uh, his frustration, boy. Louis is like, oh my god, I hate these naggy ladies <laughs> with their questions about other people's bathing suits. That's when he's like, trying to figure something out, and he'll st- he's staring at his pacifier, and he's like, how is this? Not attached. in my mouth. Yeah, get it back <laughs> in my mouth. Like, Keelan, your son's testicles are hanging out of the diaper. I'm they very are. Offended. They really are. <laughs> His diaper's just flapping in the wind. He's just Terrible. bottomless. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, we got one more email. Dear, uh, for this week. Dear One Tough Mother, how do I tell a friend that I don't want to be their friend anymore? Oh. Oh, can I answer first? Yes. All right. Ghost them. Okay, next. <laughs> I hate ghosting. Ghosting is the worst thing in the world. It's so annoying. Um... And adults do this. I think if yeah. you're 12 years old, I get it. But adults ghosting other people is... That is the most... That is one of the things that bothers me most about adults, about people. Don't, don't, don't ghost kids. me. Just it's say, immature. dude, right. it's not happening. Or, or Caitlin, yeah. God, you, how would you handle this if you don't want to be someone's friend anymore? Well, I'm not good at confrontation. Um, I ghost. have... You're, I know. You're, well, you're not cool. real... Not like ghost ghost, but I will c- kindly say like... I'm not available. I'll respond to them, but oh, and I will you'll, you'll, stop. You'll totally shut the door. You'll kind of leave a door no, open. No, I'll respond to them, but I will tell them I'm busy and just not be able to Mm-mm. do it because I don't. But I also don't want to then abandon that person. But then, how do you say to somebody you're incredibly annoying and I don't like your husband? Like that's a lot to say to somebody. But you, if someone felt that way about you, wouldn't you want the truth? No, it would break my heart if somebody you said. You want to lie to you? And I just would lie. Lead you on? Yes. Kayla, no, I'm really no, but busy. not lead me on. But just fine. Because here's the thing: if somebody you say you're really busy and stuff, you're still leaving the door. But open you're gonna get it no. eventually if they yeah, keep if somebody, saying they're busy. I've had people that, that that's haven't. Like a, that's almost worse than ghosting. That's like a long ghost. I don't know it's because like, if somebody doesn't respond to me, spooking, I don't want to keep their. F- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to keep. It's a haunting. I don't want to keep being their friend. Like I just no, don't. I, I if somebody keeps saying that, what are you gonna do, Seth? You're gonna go, dude. You suck. I don't want to be your friend. That's also a hard thing. You could say that respectfully. Say it respectfully. How do you say it? Listen, I, I, to a woman. I, I don't. 
I don't I really feel comfortable spending time with you anymore. I'm just not really enjoying it. it just is, and they say, why? Then you explain why. But what if then they go, and this has happened to me, and they're like, but what about, and then they rebuttal, and then you have this whole so discussion. So you're right. So that means you're right. You know, you have things about me. I have things about you. So, you know, maybe we should just go our separate ways. And then you play the song by Journey. Oh, oh no, no way in This hell. sounds like a woman's nightmare. I mean, that, that, like the levels of... No. Yeah, no. No. Someone telling me they don't like me and then playing Journey is like my living nightmare. <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather you stab me in the face. Like, I just don't exactly. want to know. And also, like... Come I, on. No, I don't need this. I don't need that. Right. If you don't like me, don't like me. So right. Move on. Just move on. Just shut up. I go. got so Close many other people. Ghost My baby's in, screaming Wait. about his past fire. What if, you're still like, what if you're still want to be friends with that person? Don't you want the truth? I have had no. friends that have done <laughs> no. that, and it's hurt my feelings. But I've also been like, I don't want this person in my life then. Like, right. I'm also a healthy person that goes, right. well, I don't need to call them. Right. right. I, don't know. I, I feel like if you just, be, I just why, can't like you, why can't you be honest and not be, and just be honest and say Boys like can be feel. honest. Boys can yeah. get into fist fights yeah. and then they're no, friends again. No boys fist are fights, honest. No, I know, but I'm saying in general, like yes. little kids, you can like have a confrontation and boys are okay. Girls have a confrontation. I don't know, maybe just me, but girls end up like being broken. Like right. it's a whole, all right. these levels for women. Right. Or you and know you what, think what, about it when you're a woman and you go, somebody says, well, I don't like you. I don't like what you do. Or, oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're, oh, for the next couple days, you're doing like this. Oh, dude, do I really? Myself. Hey, that's oh good. Maybe, maybe you need some self-reflection. I mean, you personally. I'm just. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't need this in my life. This is the most we've ever disagreed on something. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I totally. I say there's a level of ghosting that has to take oh. place. I do <laughs> for a woman. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to say women and men are so different, but I then let's mm. say I am different than you. Yes. <laughs> I won't talk for all women, but I can't handle that. Listen, you girls want to take the bandaid off very slowly. Yeah. I say you got to rip it off. Okay. All right. Well, we're yeah. going to agree to disagree no. here because you girls are wrong. Just ghost me. <laughs> ghost me. Yeah, please. you can ghost me. That's fine. <laughs> I have a child. I won't even notice. That's the best part. So when you have a kid, you don't even know if you're being ghosted. Uh, it's true. When you're a parent, you're like, whatever. I got, I got enough to worry about. Yeah, yeah exactly. I got my whole yeah. life. Like, and also, I've had that in. I've had. I've had the opposite, though. I've been in a job, and somebody. It's not that somebody is ghosted, it's somebody that has been outwardly mean to me because they don't like my bubbly personality. It's happened in like a couple jobs. I come in, I'm excited, I'm happy to be here and these women are sour and pissed and angry about something and they don't want my joy and they're like get the hell out and so they've been actively mean to me and i would have loved it if they had just shut their mouths sat at their own little cubicle we don't need to be friends you we never were hate. friends though that was different i but that is somebody who doesn't like me it's the same thing so like that is an aggress it, it was like it's those a are called bitches right, right. Yeah, i just yeah. went through this because they this was the actual comment they made to me are you ever not happy? Yeah, that's bullshit. And that kind of, and I was like, really, no. And they I make really it sound, and they make it sound like they're stupid. They're yeah. like, are you ever not happy? Like, yeah. you don't know what really you should be yeah. sad about. And you're like, uh, move on. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty much happy every day. And she goes to me, wow, you're always smiling and happy. Like, I've wow. That said to me. That's so weird. And this is what I said. If I'm not happy, if I come in here not smiling, you better be scared. <laughs> they all looked at me like, oh, dear God. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm working with customers. And what am I supposed to do? Give them the finger? Right. But right. Caitlin, Are you ever not happy? Yeah. Caitlin, I don't want to be your friend anymore. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Wait, wait, wait. She doesn't care. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Well, I mean, I have I have one person. You know what I hate, though? This is what I hate. Okay. So ghosting, uh, it's annoying. And it's I think it's really bad for dating. It's I think it's really bad too. for relationships. Yes. But I have a friend who was mean to me and ghosted me. And I was like, okay, we're done. But then she later, a couple years later, goes, oh, I saw this and made me think of you. 
as if we're fucking friends. Oh. And I'm like, you didn't call me when my husband's mother died or grandmother right. died within a week of each other. So it was the worst night of week of my life. You didn't care. Oh. And my son came. You didn't care. Like, But you're going to send me a thing on good housekeeping. So I know you still think about me. Yeah. Like, that's what's really fucked up. But you think you're either too good or you have an old resentment you're not resolving. Like, that is what I don't like. Here's what bothered her, that you didn't come crawling. Exactly. Oh, wait a minute. What did I do wrong? Yeah, no. I'm so sorry. See, I'm like you. Cut you off. You're dead. We're done. We're done. You're dead <laughs> to me. You no longer exist. No. If you ever did. Adios. Yeah. Adios. What's her name? Can we call her out on the yeah, show? Let's call. Uh, Bye, Sheila. Yeah, Bye, Sheila. Yeah, it's Bye, over. Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sheila. That name gets thrown around as like the dumbest name and I am so sorry for Sheila's because I've used in so many jokes so bad all right well today's mother said is this and I looked this one up specifically while we're sitting here just for this reason thanks you are who you are and we need to wait we are who we are and we need to be someone different a lot of times just to survive it's true think about that sometimes you need to be somebody different just to survive in your environment so now I go in happier than ever I want to be a baby (laughs) you want to be a baby yeah I would like to be a baby again too you know I always think about this I want to be a baby and I want to be my baby because I know how good I am to my grandchildren I got to record my son's noises he he sounds like um, wild different kind of animals sometimes he sounds like a little baby oh I know that baby cry when they're just like and it's like not even a real nothing well, thank you, Caitlin. Thank, thank you for so making this. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you, Lewis. Mm, you were a joy. I was so happy to hold All right, you. Ladies, <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> say bye-bye, Lewis. Go ahead, say something. Or say hi. <laughs> that wasn't, yeah. <laughs> like, you so silly. <laughs> He's, like, loving all these noises. Now, now that you want me to say something, I'm going to just stare at you. Saying. All right. Have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting and loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.